What's going on, guys? Welcome to a episode of Fit Business. I'm Matt White here with Jimmy Mentis. What's good, brother? What's up, Matt? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Staying busy. You are so busy, man. I don't know how you do it. Hey, I I just try and fit it in when I can. <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna bust bust your balls every episode we do. Is one of my covers back there yet? No. All right. Well, you got to get on something that I write for. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> not not because what you write for is just me getting on something. <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll have you do a comeback. Yeah, yeah, the comeback. that's that's the plan the comeback uh what's new with you i know you're staying busy yeah very busy um you know i had a little uh we had a little episode with uh not little you know we lost our dog and um man man that that that's tough a lot harder a lot harder than i thought man you know and i don't know this is uh this is my second dog in three months the my the the first dog I lost was my brother's was Bubba who was like my dog he was a boxer and that was really tough really tough and then we had Chewy that happened last week those are the only two dogs I've lost my whole life and I keep hearing people like oh I lost my dog I lost something yeah oh yeah I can empathize you know is that the word empathize yeah yeah and then and you just you just don't know you just you don't know you can't breathe you, you you go home and you just lost man you just lost so we've been battling that we've had <laughs> we've had our good days i mean i'm laughing 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 and all of a sudden boom i start crying so if i start crying <laughs> all of a sudden just you know <laughs> you'll know why but i'm we're good we're good good you know? good again i'm i'm sorry to hear that that's never easy yeah business good Business good. I got some new products coming out, as always. A uh, couple more countries, um, you know, in the books. FIBO is happening right now as we speak. You know, in Germany. Is that is that who you were on the phone with last night? Yes. Okay. Yeah, All it's, right. Uh, it's a big expo over there, and there's some distributors that that go there. So because I didn't go because I because you know Chewy uh, decided to stay back, and uh, we I did some business overnight. You know. Okay. Gotcha. All right. What do we got today? All right. So today we're going to pick apart who's to blame. Now, now to give to give people some background, obviously, you have training clients that you work with. I have training clients that I work with and we have people who get fantastic results and we have people who, quite frankly, don't get any results. Right. Whose fault is that? Is it our fault because we couldn't help those individuals or is it the individual's fault because they either didn't follow the program or they just fell off the wagon so what what are your thoughts on this oh that's a that's a good question it when i first started training people many moons ago you know and that was you know there's there's different types of training right there's one-on-one training and and there's also now, internet training, okay, but can we define what training is, okay? Because nowadays, when someone says, I'm training someone, that means that they're just giving them a diet, okay? It's sure. it's not, it may, and maybe, you know, they go do all their exercises, and, you know, or they give them a, a workout program. 
But back then, training was defined as one-on-one. You know, we both show up at the gym. I, I take someone through the exercises and stuff like that, right? And then if they do their diet, they do their diet. If, you know, you're certain nutrition, certified nutritionist, you also can write out a diet or you can, quote, recommend, right? So let's define what is training. So let's let's talk. I guess I guess we have to talk about it holistically, but at the same time, you have you have trainers who aren't certified to give nutrition advice. You know, they're not a sports nutritionist or a dietitian or something like that. Um, yeah, but here's the thing: I'm not against that because I know I know many many guys and girls who are a master in nutrition that don't have a piece of paper. That is true. All right. Um, truth be told, I got mine about a year and a half ago. I know I know a lot more than many people. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a piece of paper doesn't mean you know everything. You might not know shit, but you don't have that liability. That, that's that's what I was going to get into. With, you always with that have that liability, right? Right. You always have that liability. If someone wants to get to you, they get to you, right? right. So to answer your question, maybe a percentage of it, uh, 1% of it is I think it's both people's faults. The trainer and the trainee because it's teamwork. And it's a matter of respect. When the client has respect for the trainer and the trainer has respect for the trainee, magic happens because nobody wants to let the other person down. And then when nobody wants to let the other person down, a, a open line of communication is created. So... I'm sure you've had clients that wouldn't that would do something for two, three days, and you know they're gonna get a certain amount of results, and they don't. How do you handle that? See, here's here's my approach, and it kind of goes back to and, and circles back to my business as a whole. What I do with my business is I try and educate people. I want people to learn the skills necessary that they can apply to their own life. So for instance, my articles, I want to give you the information that you can read, understand, break it down into you know the easiest form possible so that you can digest it and go utilize that in your own life, whether it's lifestyle, business, nutrition, supplementation, training, whatever the case may be. Right. Me as a personal trainer, and sports nutritionist, my goal is to do the same. I want you to come to me. I want you to pick my brain and and just soak up as much information and value that I can give you. And then I want you to politely go away. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not one of those trainers who, hey, Jimmy, we're going to work out three times a week basically until you die. Like I'm not that type of person. Like right. I, There are people who will want to train because they want that – 
one-on-one attention. They're very particular. They want to make sure their form is correct. You know, they want that motivation. And I get that. And that's 1000% okay. But for most people, they just don't know what the procedures and steps look like to get the results that they want. So that's where I want to come in and, and help them get to that point. Now, if I have people that I lay out a plan and let's say we're just meeting once a week, and then they're on their own for the rest of the week. They just come to me to, you know, beat the hell out of them, you know, once, do something different and, and you know, just train them differently than, than what they're currently doing. A nice change of, of training so it's not stagnant. Um, that's, that's fine. But if every week you come in and your, your weight is going up and not because of lean body mass, because of body fat. I'm going to start questioning you. Well, what are you doing the other six days that I don't see you? Because I don't train at a gym per se where, you know, I would see that individual come in every single day and train on their own. You know, I have my own business to run. So what I have actually done, and I'm going to sound like the biggest jerk, but I give people a few chances. If you don't show up for a training session, okay, you better have a good excuse. If you come in every week and you're not getting the results, there's something going on that you're not telling me. Because if you're following the diet and you're following the training, you're going to get results. And I've fired clients and said, look, it's just not working. This isn't a good fit. I want to see you get results. I want you to be committed. If you're not committed, I can't pull that commitment out of you. I can't force you to do something that you don't want to do. And a lot of times, these clients, they're they're getting the information put in their head from their doctors, you should go work out, you should go eat, you know, a more sensible diet, you should, they're not doing it for themselves. And therefore, that that motivation isn't, you know, intrinsic, they don't want to do it for themselves. So I, I put a lot of responsibility on my clients. Okay, so if you had a checklist, okay, if you had a checklist, what are your top four I'm going to say five because there's 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 a shitload of, of, of things you can put on that checklist. OK, what are your top three that you recommend trainers to have on that checklist to be successful in that client with that client? Remember, there are also clients that say, hey, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And sometimes they don't want to learn. See, those are the clients I don't like. Those are the clients that I used to that I used to have, and I didn't want to train. I want clients who have they're a dry sponge that just want to soak up information, right? People that told me, just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't care how much money they threw at me. Okay. So your checklist, your if you had one checklist that you can post right here. For other other trainers to see, or potential trainers, or somebody who wants to, you know, go into training, what are your three points that you would? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like, like I'm like, oh tell, shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your one eye went this way, your other eye went this way. But but I but I know I know, you know, there are three top that. You would you would tell someone how to be successful in handling their client. 
I guess to, to me, knowledge is probably number one. Because if you don't know what the hell you're talking about, as they say, you don't know what you don't know. And you can only bullshit your way through life, you know, <laughs> for so long before you get called out, as we've seen numerous times in, in our industry. Uh, so knowledge is, is definitely number one. You better know the the needs and, and this knowledge experience. It, it's going to fall. Knowledge is going to fall under a whole bunch of different categories. Experience, um, knowledge of your client. Yeah, but you know, you're, going to, you're, going, you're going too too far here. Hone it down. All right, knowledge. But but knowledge is too much. It's way too big. You're going even more specific. Yes. Is it experience? Your so see if you're telling me knowledge, you're talking about book smart too. Book smart don't get you shit in training. It's experience. Well, it def well, here's the I would also throw knowledge in there because definitely experience, because you have to have you know some type of experience under your belt to train clients. Okay. I mean, you, again, you don't know what you don't know. But for me, I go back to the knowledge aspect of it because if you have a client who ah, but this ties in with experience. Yes. Uh, because you have to have the knowledge of how to work with certain clients. Do they have um, some type of disability? Do they have some type of, uh, you know, illness, sickness? Did they well, just have surgery? Like you, you need to know how to work with those people. All right. So it's that's tough. So can I turn around and say a trainer is like a doctor? The longer he practices, and he'll always be practicing, right? Gets out of med school after, what, 30 years? <laughs> Takes him 30 years, <laughs> right? right? And how good does he get? He gets as, as the best he can be the more he practices. And when you meet a doctor and you say, and he says, well, I've been practicing medicine for 25 years compared to the, the, the doctor who's been practicing five, automatically we go, oh, the guy with 25 years has more experience, which is not always true because the younger guy might have the newer techniques, the newer, the, the, the newest technology, you know, and experience. So I'm coming back to the top three. If you had, if I was coming, if I was new and I came to you right now and I said, Matt, give me three, give me three bullets to become the best trainer in the world. I, I still go back to education or, or knowledge, experience, and, you know, your personality. Your personality has to enhance your clients. So, for instance, if you have somebody who's a go-getter, like, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go, and you're like freaking Eeyore, like, okay, guys, let's – Five more reps. Like they're they're not going to need that. So you need to be able to adjust your personality. And I'm not saying to change as a person, but you need to mirror what that individual needs. Obviously, if if they themselves are you know an Eeyore, you need to get them pumped up and motivated. So you need to be willing to take that. So I'd say personality. You have to have some type of personality because if you're just a douchebag, you're not going to be able to be successful education or, or knowledge and experience. Because going back to that, 
experience and knowledge, I almost have to separate because you can have somebody like you said, who's been in the industry for 30 years, but they're using information and strategies from 30 years ago. Obviously things have changed. So there's a lot of differences. Like, you know, people aren't necessarily doing, uh, you know, low intensity, you know, steady state cardio anymore. Now the big thing is hit cardio. But you could have somebody who's stuck back in in the old days doing older methods and methodologies. Um, so that's why I would have to go back to to bring the knowledge in because, as you said, new research is coming out every day on on new strategies, new methods, new techniques, and you have to be you know on top of that to just help your clients get the results. Plus, it gives you more tools in your toolbox that you can give your clients to help them you know, get the results that they're looking for. It's not just, this is just the one way that you have to do it. You have to have that flexibility and, and knowledge to be able to say, this isn't working. What can I do next? Oh, you know, this is what I can try next. So that's why I would kind okay. of separate those. So you got the, the, the client, the, the, the trainer client thing going, money's paid, diet is written out, training has started. Results aren't there. How do you go about that? How, whose fault is it? Like, this is, this is what we're talking about, right? Whose fault is it? Well, here's the thing. I don't want to point the finger immediately. And that's why I said that I give my clients multiple chances. Because if I lay out a program that I know should work, you know, by the book, by the numbers, and the numbers don't lie. I mean, especially if you're in a caloric deficit, you should be losing weight unless there's something metabolically wrong with you, um, which is a whole nother topic. But that being said, make some minor adjustments, tweak things a little bit. And again, if they come back the following week or in two weeks or whatever, and they still don't have the results, more than likely they're BSing you and they're not following the plan uh, to, to a T. So, you know, I, I like to put the blame on me because I'm a very – individualized person in the sense that I, I want everything to be on me. I guess that's kind of as a business owner, you know, you and I, there's nobody else to, to yeah, blame. You take responsibility. You take responsibility. So, you know, you, you need to have empathy towards may, maybe they're just having a rough week. You know, maybe, you know, their, their dog passed away or their, their mother passed away or they were sick that week or their kid's schedule was just insane. And, and they didn't follow the diet, not because they didn't want to, but just because they just didn't have the time. And, and again, that's an excuse and I don't like excuses, but you know, the, you have to empathize with people's situations. So that's why I don't want to tell people, Hey, I'm sorry, but I can't work with you anymore because you're not getting the results. Cause I know you're not following it. Have some empathy, figure out what's going on. Maybe, maybe you guys just aren't clicking. Maybe what you're saying is going in one ear and out the other. So I really think you need to sit down and, and understand where that client is. What's going on in their life? Is it you're pushing too hard? Are you not pushing enough? So you need to, and that's where you uh, you know talked about you need to have that connection with with your client because if if one side is pulling, the other side is pushing. You know things things aren't always going to align. So that's why it's so important to sit down and. I'm not saying you have to be best friends with your clients, but at the same time, you want to have that relationship and that open dialogue where you can say something and your client's going to give you the truth, you know, not say, oh, I, I followed my diet to a T. Yeah. No, 
just be be upfront with me. Hey, man, no. I, I my kid wanted to go eat at McDonald's. I, I went and I ate McDonald's. There are three things in mind. Number one, you got to keep it fun. Yep. Number two, you have to cre- you have to keep the authority. You have to have authority over your client. You can't be. You can be friends, but you have to hold that authority. Okay. They have to have that fear in them that they might disappoint you. Okay. That works. Maybe a lot of people don't like what I'm saying, but that works. Okay. Um, number three is to have an open line of communication. Uh, what you just said. You can, hey man, you know what? I'm not having a good day. I'm not having a good week. Um, I will, I will, I will pick my ass up, and I will get get to it in a couple days. And that's when that open line of communication. But during that open line of communication, that authority kicks in. And what do you say? All right, let's go. Make sure on Thursday, get back in it. Let's go. All right. And and right after that, I would turn around and say, because it happens all the time. It happens all the time. I would turn around and say, okay, let's change it up a little. Okay. I believe many people stop doing what they're supposed to be doing on their program is because their 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 expectations are way out there. They're seeing these people drop weight and there's and you know in three, four weeks. And, you know, the first week they lost, you know, five pounds, six pounds. It's freaking water. Right. And they expect to lose another three pounds, four pounds the following week, and another four pounds the following week. I, you know, when, and again, we're talking about people who, who are the everyday person, right? And they say, they say, hey, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. And they see the results and they feel good. You know, the first thing they do is they feel better. Now, the guys and the girls who are competing, that's a whole different story. That's more detailed. They've been through that grind before. And they understand that their weight might stay the same. But their composition changes. Right. So whose fault is it when they don't look the way they're supposed to look on stage? Oh, you're going a step further. We're not. We're not talking about you know the everyday. Well, you're talking uh, about the hu- you're talking about the human person. You're talking about the human being. You're talking about the human mind. You're talking right. about emotions. You're talking about results. But we're even taking it a step further now of not just losing weight, but stepping on stage. That's that's like another another level of what you know the average person would have to think about and consider. Yeah, but the average person hides behind under the clothes. See, correct. Some someone someone can weigh 160. Say you take a a, a woman that's five three and she weighs 160 pounds. Okay, I don't know if that's heavy or not. I'm just I just picked the number. Okay, so I think five three 160 pounds. Unless she's built muscle muscle like me, I I think she's got some weight to lose. Right, so she loses 15 pounds. She went from a size 14 to a size 10. She's feeling like a million bucks. Kudos, right? But when she puts a bathing suit on, she doesn't look the way she wants to look. But she went from a size 14 or 15 to a size 10, 
everything's starting to fit her. But now she says, I don't look the way I want to look in a, in a bathing suit. Summer is coming. You still have to have that physical appearance. See what I'm saying? It, it's, it's, it's very hard. And, and a lot of trainers get blamed for that. Well, I think it goes back to having realistic expectations. And, and I Who's blame... Fault though? Whose fault is it that they don't set them? Well, it's it's the trainer's fault for not setting yes. realistic expectations, and and you know why? Why? Money. Money. I agree. They find clients, or clients come to them in the most vulnerable position, and saying, "Hey, you know, I can help you lose weight. I can do this." And sometimes, when you find those clients, when you find those people in that vulnerable position, they open that checkbook. And they keep writing checks. And some of those trainers is what have given us and many of us a bad name. And the, the funny thing is, and I probably already told you this story. I look at TV shows like The Biggest Loser as you might as well find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Because it's not realistic. <clears throat> I sat down and had dinner with one of the competitors who was on, I think it was like season two or three of The Biggest Loser. And they laid it all out there. And contractually, they're not supposed to talk about it. So I'm, I'm not going to say her name. But the conditions that they were in, Jimmy, I can, I can guarantee you never even thought about doing this back in the day as, you know, strategies to get ready for for competition the stuff that they had them doing uh, i mean they had them on prescription diuretics they were limiting their food intake and their water intake exercising in a heated gym that was well over 100 degrees every single time for multiple hours during the day they weren't allowed to leave the house that they were staying in so it's not like they could cheat on their diet and then the, and then the scales themselves are fake the weight that they're actually losing, while, they're, while their body is changing, and you can see that from, from week to week to week on the show, the scale is not accurate. When they would leave the show, what they would weigh is not what they would actually weigh on the show. Everything was a front, a facade. It was fake. And, and you know, I, I lose respect for the trainers that are on that show for duping Americans into thinking that this is realistic that you can lose 30 plus pounds a week. Like that's not healthy. So not only are you giving fake numbers, but it's, it's not realistic. And you have people who are going to go out and say, well, if they can do it on television, cause this is what I'm seeing. But it did. Well then, but then I have to be doing that in the gym. Right. But it so did. They, what do you mean? It did. This loser was a huge, uh, brand. Oh, Absolutely. And it really inspired and motivated people all over the world. So, oh, uh, without a doubt. So they got what they wanted. Correct. What happened though. But they're but they're leading people into this mentality of if I'm not losing 10, 20, 30 pounds a week, I must not be doing something right. Or Mr. Trainer, Jimmy, I should have lost 20 pounds last week. What's wrong with you? You didn't get me the results that I'm, you know, used to seeing on the biggest loser. Like it's so, so then who do you blame at that point? You're like, well, shit, like you're losing weight. You're losing, you know, say two pounds healthy 
every single week, which, which, you know, one to two pounds a week is, is a very healthy range to lose per week. Right. Um, you know, if you lose a little bit more, like yeah, you said, if you're in obese, the beginning, Matt, it could be water weight. Yeah. But Matt, if you're obese, if you're obese, you're going to lose oh. the five, 10 pounds. Oh, 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 oh. It, right? exact. If you're in that type of condition, correct. Right. But once you get to, you know, uh, a common ground of, you know, you're, you might be overweight, but you're not, you know, morbidly obese. I mean, let's, let's face it. You could have somebody who's morbidly obese do minimal exercise and still get some pretty decent results, but eventually it's going to plateau. You know, they're going to hit a certain body fat that they're going to stay at certain weight that they're going to not see the scale move at, and then they're going to have to change things up. But for, for the everyday person who's carrying around maybe an extra 20, 30 pounds, maybe more, you're generally going to be seeing that one to two pounds, maybe up front, you're going to see more because of that water weight. Um, but I, I think we put an unrealistic expectation on people when they see certain results or even in the magazines of, of what's really attainable. But I don't know if we've answered the question. Of who's to blame? <laughs> <laughs> we just dance around it. <laughs> um, I, I th- yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 I hope people... Um, Add, add their comments into this because this is really tough. Um, I've blamed clients before, but I knew down deep inside afterwards, I should have kicked their asses in. You know, I literally think, and I, I, I know I'm going to freaking kick myself in the ass. I literally think it all starts from the trainer. I agree. I, I really think I'd love to I'd love to blame the client, <laughs> okay? Um, I really I really think it all starts from the trainer. I think the trainer should know what's going on right from the get go. And if that's not if that's not what they're looking for, if that's not the if the table's not set, then they shouldn't sit and take anybody's money. Continue to take anybody's money. Now, on the other hand. There are some that will just keep going and going and going, and all of a sudden something clicks. I've had that before in the past. I've had that with a competitor bodybuilder in the past, okay? And they just clicked and like, oh my God. But I think a majority of the blame is the trainer. I, I agree. And I view it as you're a personal trainer. You you're a business and you're a every, doctor basically. Yeah. You're and, a therapist. and you know, it's your business to give people results. So as a business, just like, you know, with, with our business relationship, if you don't like the service that I'm providing to you, you're going to go elsewhere. And then I'm going to have to figure out, okay, was it my fault or was it Jimmy's fault that, he decided to go off and do something different or, or not get the results that he wanted. At the end of the day, it's a business. So you have to look at your personal training business as exactly that. How can I keep this client happy? How can I get this client the results that they're looking for? And how can I keep the ball rolling with this? I mean, you have to, you have to treat your client as, as if it was somebody on the other end of, of you know a table. We're signing contracts. We're going to get you in shape. How are we going to do this? Here's the plan. This is what we're going to do. 
I sign here, you sign here, boom, that's it, let's go. From there, you massage the relationship, just like you would a business. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to push you, Jimmy, to the limits until you say, Matt, I don't, I don't want to do that with content, or nah, I don't want to do that with my, with my copy. And likewise, you have to treat the same with your client. If I push too hard, this client's going to think I'm, you know, mean. If I don't push enough, they're not going to get the results that they want. So I think personally, it all comes down to the trainer. Um, and and when I said in the beginning that I I have to fire clients, that's ooh, you know that's this is tough to swallow, but that's my fault. I right. I, I, right. I can't I can't reel them in. I can't yeah, make something think. click yeah. to make them say, okay, Matt's the real deal. He he wants to help me. I'm gonna stick through this and and I'm gonna do what he says. If I can't get them to be on board with with the program or or the techniques that I'm utilizing, that's that's my fault. And you know what? I have to let you go because I'm not a good fit for you. That I, I, falls I, on the trainer. I, I think this this can be another another episode. And I have a couple of, of uh, trainers that I like to bring on board. Maybe we can do this on another show. But I wanna I wanna kind of end with this if you allow me to end with this. When I ran Gold's Gyms, Powerhouse Gyms, and I own my own gyms, <clears throat> there was a personal training division of, obviously, these clubs, right? And the first thing I did when I gathered and I hired these trainers was it was the, the psychology of a, of a person of why they're coming to to hire a personal trainer, right? And the only thing, there's only one word I told them that is written on their forehead. Do you know what that word is, Matt? Hmm. Help. And I said, don't ask them any questions. You already have the answer. They need help. Give them help. Provide that help. Whatever you gotta do, you do it. And before you know it, I took, it was very simple. That had hit me once. And every time I built the personal training division in any club I was in, it was very successful because I saw that word on their forehead and I didn't need to ask any more questions. So I want to leave with that. I don't know what you have to say. I I want to I want to continue this. I want to continue this on on another on another episode. Where are we episode shows? What the hell are we? You know, um, and 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 bring on some good trainers. Um, and I like to hear what they do because I really don't train a lot of people anymore. Me, it's you know, hey, it's an internet thing. Here, do this, do this. You know, it's more of a more of a here's a tip or here's here's some advice. You know. You know, I just I just saw that you have, if I, if I'm not mistaken, are we allowed? You got the Washington Redskins or something like that? Yeah, I work with a few NFL and NBA teams. Okay. Now, what happens if they don't listen? And okay. you know, you know they don't listen. I've worked with NFL guys, and I'm just not cool for them, right? So, is it your fault? Hold on to that because we might be bringing some pro players on board too. To I think. 
yeah, I think I think it's cool to get uh, their insight on that. And we want we want to hear from you guys too that are listening and watching. You know, what's who do you think is the blame? Are you a trainer? Do you put the blame on your clients if they don't get the results, or do you look at it internally and say something's wrong with with the way that I'm helping people or helping this individual? And it's it doesn't have to be you know your fault all the time in terms of. No, listen, if none of your clients are getting results, it's, that's absolutely your fault. <laughs> one, one of those three things that we talked, one of those three things that we talked about is, is, is not there. Um, so it's absolutely your fault, but let us know in the comments, um, you know, whether it's on YouTube or over on our Facebook page, fit business over on Facebook. Um, but let us know. We love interacting with you guys, getting your input, getting your feedback. And, you know, it, it gives us more inspiration and ideas to, you know, bring to the show. So by all means, let us know in the comments, uh, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you guys. But with that being said, I don't have anything else. Jimmy, do you have anything to close no, with? I, I'm, I'm good. Uh, just uh, another episode in the can. It's good talking to you. Uh, we're just going to get better and better and better, man. Awesome. Well, definitely look forward to upcoming shows. We're going to look to bring some people on, um, whether it's athletes, trainers, Maybe some celebrities, who knows? But stay tuned. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. We're out. Peace.